0: And all God's children did say, Amen. The Gospel reading this morning, this Communion Sunday, is John chapter 6, verses 51 to 58. The sixth chapter of John, verses 51 to 58. For those of you who are able, would you please stand and honor the reading of the Gospel? And listen now for the word of the Lord. Jesus is speaking. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Then the Jews began to argue sharply among themselves, how can this man Give us his flesh to eat. And Jesus said to them, very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise them up at the last day Your ancestors ate manna and died, but whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. This is the word of God for the people of God, and thanks be to God. Some years ago now, Walter Wangerin Jr., he was the pastor, a Lutheran pastor, of Grace Lutheran Church in Evansville, Indiana. And on one occasion, he was sharing with them his search for Jesus when he was a four-year-old little boy. When he was four years old, he wanted to find Jesus. He'd heard the adults talk about Jesus. He'd heard his pastor preach about Jesus. He'd heard his own parents talk about knowing Jesus. He wanted to find Jesus, and so he went on a search for Jesus in his home church. He looked under the pews. All he found there were some wrappers, had some old dry gum and other things stuck there. Don't look under pews. It's not a pretty sight. He looked there, no Jesus. He went behind the altar table. He came up after a service and looked and the, he discovered behind the altar table, it would have been room for Jesus because it's open just like ours is open back here, but somebody had placed, of all things, an old folded chair and laid it inside of the altar table, but no Jesus. He went down to the fellowship hall looking for Jesus. No Jesus in the fellowship hall. He even ventured into the boiler room. No Jesus. He was even brave enough to look into the pastor's study, but he looked. No Jesus. He got up enough nerve to even approach his pastor. He said his pastor was very intimidating. He was always very loud, and he was kind of afraid of him. And he said when he approached him, his trembling he was trembling at the boom of his voice, and he looked up at his pastor, and he said, Are, are you Jesus? And his pastor just laughed real loud and said, don't lay that burden on me, and walked off. Finally, the only room in the church that he had not entered, and he thought to himself in his four-year-old mind, Jesus must be in the women's restroom. (laughs) That's where Jesus has to be. And so he waited to midway into the service, about right now, and he started fidgeting and he started giving the universal symbols and signals to a parent that he needed to go. And finally his mother finally said to him, go. And so he scampered out of the sanctuary and he approached the women's restroom As he entered he said the room smelled of a thousand perfumes and the sense of entering this forbidden place nearly killed me. And he said it was a guilty kid. It was a guilty kid that peeped inside two metal stalls. No Jesus. Disappointed he went back to the service and sat by his mother. In that tradition Uh, Later in the service, the adults went forward and it was going forward and he saw his mother go forward and she knelt before the pastor and the pastor was giving all of them something to eat and to drink. And she comes back from her seat and she sits by Wangarin and he smells, he smells the wine that she has just received. Ours is grape juice, don't get too excited, Uh, but he smelled it. He smelt the wine in her mouth. And so he said to his mother, he said, what's what's that? And his mother said, well, what's what? And he said, "What's, what's in you? And she said, she said, why, that's Jesus inside of me. It's Jesus in me. And he was so elated. He said, Jesus, inside my mama, what a wonderful place to be all along. Jesus was inside my mama all along. In the sixth chapter of John, Jesus, he says to his disciples and he says to us, I am the living bread that comes down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread and drinks this blood lives forever. Whoever whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I remain in them. Think about that. The living force of God, the living Son of God alive in us. And through us. And one of the reasons I love Holy Communion, the reason I love Communion Sundays, it's a reminder, every time a reminder, that God Almighty desires above all things to live within us, to invade our lives, to have our lives be reflective of His life in the world, to live through us, in Jesus Christ. You see, God, it, all, it makes all the difference in the world how you understand God. And if you understand God to be elusive and evading us, to be at some distance, you'll never draw close to God in your life. God desires that the distance not exist. God is not fickle. God is not saying, catch me if you can. God in Jesus Christ is saying every time we approach the communion table, God is saying to us, Here I am, let me live in you forever. That's what Jesus said. You eat this bread and drink this juice, you live forever. Some of you are aware that this past week, I I lost my brother-in-law, Kenny Kaufman. Kenny and my sister Joy had been married for 24 years. They didn't have any children of their own. He had two grown sons, and Kenny uh, had suffered from a liver condition and things for 10 years, and really the last two years, he was a prisoner in his own body. He was in a nursing home. So last Sunday night, it was, uh, it was a holy and sacred experience. We were at the hospital there in Madisonville, and it was near midnight, and, and my sister Joy and, and Jonna and myself, we, uh, we gathered around Kenny's bed. My sister Joy, she, uh, she said what she needed to say and what she wanted to say, and she ended her remarks by just letting him know it's okay, it's all right to go home, it's okay. My sister, Jana, who likes to sing, and she plays the piano. She didn't have a piano, but she began to sing a song that she knew Kenny would enjoy, enjoy and I, I just kind of hummed the background vocals. And then I pulled out... Uh, one of the psalms, my one of my favorite psalms, is the hundred and twenty-first Psalm. It begins, I lift mine eyes unto the hills, from where will my help come? And then the psalmist answers his own question: My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And you may know that the psalm ends. The psalm, the last two Verses of the psalm are these words The Lord will keep you from evil. God will keep your life. The Lord will keep, get this, you're going out and you're coming in from this time on and forevermore. From this time on and forevermore. We told Kenny goodnight and we told Kenny goodbye. And it was so peaceful. These words, you don't put them together very often, but it was a good death. I hope some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. It was a good death. He was ready. And I wanted for him really what I want for myself someday that the last words from Scripture that anyone ever says and that I ever hear, I want the last words to be from this time on and forevermore. I heard someone say the other day, the only thing that separates us from God is the thought that we are separated from God. I believe that. The only thing that separates us from God is the thought that we're separated from God. God made all of us in God's own image and breathed into us the breath of life. Every breath we breathe is a gift from God. And friends, when you come forward for communion and you put out your hands, and you receive this bread, and you receive this cup today, my prayer is that you will remember that this is the living bread. This is the bread of life, and the life of Christ dwells in you and lives in you. And as you receive this body and blood again today, May you remember that God's deepest desire is to live in and through your life so that your life and my life might be a witness against against the darkness that is so prevalent in our world today. When you come forward for communion, may you remember this day that you are not separated from God unless really you think you are. This body, this blood, reminds us that we are Christ and he is ours forever. Forever. And all God's children of the living bread did say amen. Let us pray. Gracious and holy God, sometimes we need reminding. Our memories are very short. We need reminding that you made us, that we're created in your own image, that you breathe life into us every day. Oh, God, we need reminding that you came in Christ Jesus to show us what it is to live a perfectly human life. A life of love and justice, compassion, kindness and peace. Oh, God, we need reminding that your Holy Spirit is a gift to us every day that allows us to take the next step in faith with you the Holy Spirit that empowers us to be your light in this world. So God, we pray that as we come to your table again this day, that you would remind us of these things. And that if there is someone in our family, someone in our lives, someone where we work, somewhere where we go to school who is looking for Jesus, may they see You in us. Give us the grace and the courage to be your bread broken in the world today for the healing of the world. We pray this prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, the bread of life, the living bread, for today and forever. And all God's children did say, amen. Dear friends, we will continue with our order of Holy Communion found on page 15 in the front of your red United Methodist hymnal, page 15.